and welcome. You have found yourself at the Monkey Magic Podcast, a light-hearted and affectionate look back at the classic TV series Monkey, produced by Nippon TV and adapted from the classic Chinese novel Journey to the West. This podcast will take a nostalgic look back at this morals-infused adventure and consider what lessons we could learn for the 21st century. My name is JP. In this week's episode, Emperor Bosuku, ruler of the country of Biku, is tormented at night by the ghost of Queen Seiko of Shitan, whose country he destroyed many years ago. Tripitaka and his followers arrive at Biku and hear of the Emperor's plight. After the ghost leaves behind a shoe, Monkey becomes suspicious and sends Pigsy and Horse to investigate. They sneak into the women's dormitory at the palace in search of the shoe's owner. Pigsy, as usual, has other things on his mind. Welcome to the Monkey Magic Podcast with me, your host, Jamie. This week, episode 34, The Tormented Emperor. Reminder, as usual, this review will be spoiler heavy. So if you have not seen the episode, I would suggest you go and watch it, then come back and join us. So we start this week's show where we see the sleeping emperor. His guards are, they're also asleep. And we see in the background the ghost of the Queen. She looks a wee bit like a cat. Emperor! Emperor Bosuku! I am the ghost of Queen Seiko of Shitan. You might not even remember the country you destroyed so casually. Now is the time of my revenge. So, a wee bit like last week when Tributaka's having these bad nightmares, the Emperor in this week's episode, he's suffering a wee bit from it too. Anyway, he, he screams, wakes up, and it is just a dream, and he's comforted by, like, the real queen, right? His, his wife. Mm-hmm. Next day, pilgrims arrive in this country. Just before I go further, there's a really good little track playing. I don't think we've heard this one before. Flying on my cloud to freedom. Yeah, I really like that. Let's download that. Anyway, they find a stone, but they don't know what it says. Monkey, of course, can't read, but Tripitaka can. And he says, the words say, war is futile on a cat mound. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? It could be a good chance, Stripitaka, to learn about the folly of delusion. Being in, being not, nothing and nothing, sensing and non-sensing, sensing is nonsense, emptiness is where it is. Monkey is utterly lost at whatever Tripitaka is talking about. 
and he's not the only one. I had no idea either. What do you think? Though I don't really see the connection between a cat mound and what you just said. It isn't altogether clear to me either. Though I guess the one who rules this land has a mind both complex and subtle. This is a great chance for you to learn the meaning of the folly of trusting delusion. Where sense is, there is sense. Emptiness is where it is. Where there is no sense of rightness, there the sense is emptiness. I, I, I don't really understand any of this too well. Do you think you could leave it at that just for a little while at least? Yeah, none the wiser. It's probably just ASMR, says Pigsy. Whatever that means. Then they hear a shout. There's four people chained up. Aye, aye. They release them, but just as they do, there's female soldiers. Captain Meow. She's the captain of these female soldiers. She, they arrive. She's obviously the leader because she's in yellow whilst the others are in pink. So it's all female soldiers. We're putting you under arrest. So Tripitaka, we see, is being told about the Emperor's dream problem. It's ruining her life as well. So the, the Empress, right? The Queen Empress. She's saying, like, he's having these terrible dreams, but it's, it's affecting me too, right? And Tripitaka says, well, why, why don't you hire new guards? And she's like, well, I'm, I'm trying. I mean, we've been trying that, Tripitaka, but, you know, they're hopeless, so I'm, I'm executing them. Executing them? They don't get sacked, they get executed. Wow, that's a harsh policy, eh? We see Pigsy unsuccessfully trying to hit on one of these female soldiers. Hey, less of that, says Tripitaka. Listen, we could potentially work out what's going on in the Emperor's dreams. And if you let us off, that'll be a kind of trade. The pilgrims are no keen, but Tripitaka wants to help. Exception, of course, being, as always, Pigsy, who's got ulterior motives, right? I mean, it's you wouldn't have to be a Sherlock Holmes to work out what it is, but in a world where the soldiers are all women and there's Captain Meow, she's the leader, like, you know, Pigsy's, you know, he's just want to crack onto one of them, isn't he? Must be. They're now guarding the Emperor's sleep. Pigsy is just dreaming about women in uniform. That's what it is. He's got a wee thing for women in uniform. But the ghost continues to haunt the Emperor. And we see Monkey, he has to get up in the middle of the night. And amazingly, he encounters the demon. Was it a cat? Half woman, half cat? You know how there's like misogyny for the hatred of women? What's the hatred of cats called? That doesn't really have a name, does it? That ghost I know for sure is half woman and the other half beast. Though now I think about it clearly, the difference isn't that great. It pains me to hear you talk like that. It's degrading to women. Anyway, the bottom line is, and this is the plot device, they've found a shoe. So, to unmask the ghost, Pigsy and the horse head to the female soldier's dawn. So they're thinking, this is a bit of a ruse. The the ghost has left a shoe, but the ghosts wear shoes? Like real shoes? Don't think so, right? So they're thinking, this is a load of nonsense. 
It's a trick being played on the Emperor by one of the female soldiers. And we've got one of their shoes. Find the foot that fits the shoe and we've got our ghost. You've got to check every woman's foot. Yeah, that's right. You're the very pig for a job like this. You'll enjoy it. So it, it seems like in the wider context in this country, even though the Emperor is the top of the tree, that he's just really a figurehead. Everything else, women rule. And they basically give orders to the men to work hard, but and also pretty much tell them they're, they're useless. It's quite a emotionally draining country. Pigsy and the horse go to the, the women's dorm, but they're immediately like discovered to be, hang on, what are you guys doing here? Get the hell out. And they escape with a, with a pride heart. But Monkey comes up with an idea. He says, maybe, maybe if you're... Your, your idea was right, Pixie, to go and see who, who could have the other shoe. But if you're going to go back to that dorm, why, why don't you... Why don't the two of you just disguise yourself as women? So they do that. Pixie and the horse disguise themselves as female versions of themselves and go back to the women's dorm. The Queen, by the way, is explaining to Tripitaka all the countries that they previously conquered. Look at the chart. This country is called Shitan and is far larger than the others I've pointed out to you. The region is populated by special kinds of cats which are very elegant. Apparently this one, Shitan, has a cat population. It was invaded. Queen Seiko allowed a a snake to bite her. Her cat died. Hang on, says Tripitaka. Have you been injured? She couldn't remember how this happened, but her wrist has been injured. That's odd, eh? Back in the soldiers' dorm, all the normal soldiers, the, you know, the pink ones, they're complaining about their boss, the, the yellow one. These are night guard duties. She's asking for more than she has a right to expect. She's certainly driving us hard. My feet are killing me. Hey, listen, listen. So, who's this she you keep moaning about? Meow Meow, of course. Frustrated old spinster cat. It's the the age-old thing about moaning about your boss, right? Their feet are killing them. They've had to march a lot. The horse suggests, maybe we should just go for a drink. And they're like, yeah, yeah, let's go for it. Pigsy, meanwhile, he's actually helping the boss, this Miamal, get dressed. Oh, jeez. She's hot, by the way. And he's asking about her romantic intentions. Hmm, no, you can't deny all men those lovely eyes. Just don't value yourself too lightly. Save yourself for a great man, a man ideally suited to you. Have you anyone in mind? Oh, yes, someone passing through the land whose name begins with P. She goes, Pigsy? Utterly no chance. The horse is, he's having an absolute blast getting smashed with the female soldiers. Like, none of this is sort of contributing to the plot though. Like, what's, what, what is going on here? It's back to the Queen Empress, isn't it? She's exhausted. She's having dinner with Tripitaka and 
says something about the massage oil never seems to last. Like, like what, what does that mean? Tripitaka goes to try and find Monkey and Sandy, and he wants them, like, can you guard the Emperor for me tonight? But what is that racket? Yes? There's a lot of noise coming from the barracks. Yeah. Find out what it is. <laughs> Amazingly, there's a party playing monkey magic in the barracks. Horse and Pigsy, by the way, are getting right into it. But it's f- short-lived because Captain Miamau puts an end to it. The guards discipline the horse and pigsy and they're like, oh, but bang, they're back to normal. Plot returns to say the shoe, it turns out it was a souvenir of war. It was owned by the emperor. So really, only the empress would have had access to it, which means... What? What on earth is going on here? This shoe was a souvenir of war brought home by our emperor. He won it at the Battle of Shitan. Yeah, Her Majesty, she's the baddie. She's been baddie all the way along. Monkey and the pilgrims face off against the queen. I am Queen Seiko of Shitan, and tonight I shall take the life of the hateful emperor Busoku. Oh I think I could use some help here. Monkey! And Trippy Taka is praying, which allows Monkey the time to defeat the demon. Wow. So, yeah, she was the baddie all along. So there there was no second shoe. It was just a capture of war. She was terrorising her own husband. Wow. So, what was the episode about? Well, the first thing is, it's like, it's like women in control, isn't it? So, although there's the titular head here of the emperor, everyone else in a position of power here is female. I feel for those downtrodden men. Why? Look, they're made to work so hard all day. Then they're told that they're useless. So there's the Queen, there's uh, Miamal, the commander of the guards, and there's all the soldiers are, are female too. And it would seem to be there's a wee bit of a tension between the, a lot of these women. So it's no like they're all sisters together. It's no that at all. Maybe when they were going down this road at one point, it was envisaged it would be like that, but they're not. There's tension between the Queen and Miamal, because she's the Queen's pretty much saying your guards are up to up to scratch. Miamal is getting lambasted behind her back, noticeably, from her soldiers. They're all moaning about how their feet are hurting and all that kind of stuff. So it's like it's it's not all sisters together by any manner of means. 
And probably amongst the guards, there'll be people going, like, when am I, when's my promotion coming? I think that the other thing, like, we spoke in the last series about Ronnie Corbett and his, his mother and sorry. But, you know, this episode made me think a wee bit like Ronnie Corbett again, where in the episodes of the two Ronnies, where, you know, he was in this long-running show on BBC where him and his, his partner, who was more talented, Ronnie Barker, they had this little film clip called The Worm That Turned. And it was it was in the 80s and that, so it was in some dystopian future where, like, men were powerless and women run everything. Yes! All us women are the sun. And men are mere orbiting satellites around us. It's, you know, arguably it's, you know, we're already there, right? But in that case... There was a secret police and they were all women that wore like skirts or something. maybe it was like little shorts. So those guards that me and I runs here, they're a wee bit like that, right? It's a wee bit like monkey saying to us, you know, if you if you have too much diversity hiring, you'll eventually find like it's all women that's running everything. But don't think for a second that they're not gonna have the same rivalries that were there previously. That's what it's, you know, it's basically saying the the worm that turned with Ronnie Corbett and Ronnie Barker is almost like, it's like a template for this country. And maybe that is really what is causing the, the emperor having these bad dreams. He's presided over this, right? I mean, there's, you can say there's all this stuff about, well, there's cats and haunting his dream from previous conquests. Maybe. But really what you should be worried about is what has he done to effectively pull the ladder up from himself so there's no more males can, can climb the social hierarchy in this country. It's only him, right? I'm fine. I'm alright, Jack. Anyone that comes after me, don't care about them because they're not going to bother me. But maybe he's racked with guilt. I think you've gone just a little bit further than you're strictly authorised to go. It's probably that. He's, he's utterly consumed with guilt. Because not only does he know that he's sort of really done his part in, you'll still get some do-gooders complaining about gender wage gaps because he's the emperor. So if you just done it as a straight, you know, arithmetic meme... He's probably getting paid way more than those soldiers. So if you just average it out between men and women, it's still going to look like there's a gender pay gap for the guys. But it is only him. It actually, you need to drive down to the next level and actually do a proper uh, analysis rather than just a unified one. Could be that too, eh? Wow, Monkey was really ahead of the game on some stuff. The other minor theme this week, I think, is that of noisy neighbours. So we see that with the with the soldiers when they're they're partying hard with Pigsy and the horse, right? So they are in their day job, like they're the Gestapo, but in the night they are party girls, right? They want to have the music loud, you know. What is it like? What Cindy Lauper says. When the working day is done, girls just want to have fun. You know what I mean? It is that. And they are not 
caring two hoots if their fun is impacting on others that are living in that area because they deserve it. They've worked hard for that fun. You know, if you've ever lived next door to like students and you've got like a big work meeting the next morning, the last thing you're looking for is a two o'clock party on a Monday night, isn't it? That's when you actually start to think, like, really, I should probably be moving away from this area, you know? That's what's happening here. But maybe the, the neighbours in this place, they just they can't afford to move or something like that. They're having a living hell because of these noisy neighbours with late night parties. And yes, you can phone the police, but the police are probably, they're all women too, and they're probably just going to be joining the party. You know what I mean? Yes, I, I don't know what you do. Like, I mean, like I had these really noisy neighbours at one. They weren't any women, no, they were guys. But the, like, you, you would sort of phone the police, and the police would come, and the music would go down for half an hour. But then after the, the cops had cleared the area, right back up again, and and they weren't playing monkey magic. They were playing crappy hip hop things, which, you know, rubbish. So. Yeah, I think what Monkey is saying is like, you know, beware of moving into areas where there could be potential noisy parties. Because whilst you might have liked that in your 20s, you know, as you get into your 30s or beyond, that's actually going to be quite annoying. And yeah, maybe if it's just the weekend, you can handle it. But what if it's a Wednesday night and a Thursday night? Oh my God, that's a nightmare. Yeah, just take that into account next time you're looking to move. Original transmissions. For this one in the UK, it was the 8th of September, 2004. In Japan, the 30th of December, 1979. And in Australia... Not shown. So it seems, in retrospect, Trippy Taka had worked it all out from the cat mound that they saw at the beginning, and it was a prayer for the cat world. I mm. don't get it. Can the Empress and the Ghost have been the same all along? Yes. Did you know it right from the start? No, none of it made sense until I recalled the cat mound by the roadside. What it said wasn't written for humans to understand. Victory to north and south, but all is confusion. Only Buddha's words resolve fear and confusion. That stone is a call to prayer for the beloved cats caught up in the violence of war. Uh, so there's a connection between the Queen Empress and the cat within her. So she was herself haunted by the cat spirit of this country that the Emperor must have conquered a long time ago. And we see the Empress herself has woken up and actually she's not dead, but she's free of her demon that was embedded inside her. Interestingly though, the Emperor is still a wee bit scared of her. Yeah. There's a message in there somewhere, isn't there? With the demon sorted, the pilgrims decide to leave this troubled country ruled by the emperor who's consumed by guilt. 
and the empress who prefers to forgive, but can she forget? Join us next week for episode 35, Between Heaven and Hell. Catch you then. We're listening to the Monkey Magic Podcast, an affectionate look back at the iconic Japanese TV series Monkey. Monkey is available on Blu-ray and DVD from Fabulous Films and will be coming to a streaming service to you soon. Meantime, please like, share and if you have any comments, we'd love to hear from you at monkeymagicpodcast at gmail.com dot com or Guinness twenty twenty two at Twitter. Max Zidane, who we haven't heard from from season one, wrote in to say Wow, what was that pie and wolfman dream all about? What imagination you must have. Well correct Max Zidane it was how can I put it? The wolf, yes, physically imposing hundred percent. But that pie. Jeez, mendacity. Utterly evil. It's just, oh, it's just, I, let's move on immediately. I didn't want to think about it anymore. I prefer this week's episode with the Tormented Emperor. We also heard from an Alec92 who asked, are there such a thing as monkey magic t-shirts? And the answer to that is, no, they're a custom thing. But, I don't know, just keep your fingers crossed and who knows? Anyway, keep listening. My name's JP. Thanks for listening.